Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Hey, great day, everybody. So in today's podcast episode, I have something very special for you. Over the next few weeks, I will be um, celebrating my 11th year in private practice starting July of 2023. So what I decided to do is bring back the lessons learned, but I have a twist on it. Last year, I did a whole series on 10 lessons learned going into 10 years of private practice, specifically about private practice. So what I'm going to do is actually go over some of the things that I've learned while on my way to my first million, because I know that therapists want to break past the six-figure mark, the $100,000 mark. Some therapists are opening up a group practice. Some are even going into the digital product space, doing the whole one-to-many, hosting live events. And so I want to make sure to carve out time just to have conversations with entrepreneurs, business owners who want more, who no longer want to play small. And also you don't want to have a 10-year journey as I'm going to talk about in this series. So I'm gonna talk about some things that I wish I would have maybe made a power move on. I'm gonna talk about how long it may have taken me to do certain things and why I chose it at the time. And you'll start to potentially resonate with some places that I've been in terms of investing in myself and what that looked like or did not look like. And most importantly, how you can bet all on you and not worry about the how. So enjoy the series. Hey, my name is Dr. TK. And on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. My name is Dr. TK, and we are continuing the series of going into 11 years of mental health business, specifically private practice, and um, also branching out into my coaching business and hitting my first million. So I want to go into today's episode talking about a topic that I think is very common, but maybe we don't have a space to talk about it as business owners, which is when should we be making those hairy, scary goals and writing them on paper? So one of the lessons learned that I want to focus on today 
is not allowing myself to play bigger. So in one of the previous episodes, I talked about that as it relates to being exposed to what I know I needed and really looking at the investment as a way to keep me away versus looking at it as what is on the other side of the investment in terms of even ROI and what I'm going to get back, not just today, but also in the future. And so I remember reading a book, a few of them, and they were talking about this. Um, I think one of them is called The Big Leap, but they were talking about like three different levels of how you set goals. And I do this currently in my digital product business. And so, for example, our main program, our signature program that we launched throughout the year is called DTA. That's for private practice. And so let's just say if it was my a second launch because my first launch was a little scary. So my second launch, I may say I want 16 people because my first launch, I said I wanted 12. Now, back then I was really just shooting a number in the dark. I, I really looked at what though I felt internally that I can handle because I did not have a big team. I had just hired one person during that time. And my husband was helping me out in the business. Outside of that, I would outsource. And then over time, I started hiring people like a video editor, a new bookkeeper. I had to find a new CPA because my business started to exponentially grow in the 2020 era, right? So what ended up happening over time as also I dived back into the investments that I had, you know, made learning how to become a digital CEO and understanding my numbers and really looking at the data from my previous launches to dictate where I want to go. I then started also, you know, diving into personal development more like reading different books. Cause I mean, back then we didn't have nothing but time to read in 2020. So I realized that I started playing small because there were certain numbers that I wanted to achieve, whether it was how many people would register for a free workshop, how many people would attend my CE workshops. Every program or product or service that I've offered has always had a goal attached to it. We learned that in mental health, right? But some, for some reason, when it crosses over to business, we forget to look at all the data, which we should because it's costing us money. So what I end up learning was that I should have a three-tier goal process. So the first goal would be, okay, what is like my lowest, but don't make me feel bad about myself, amount of money or amount of students register for free and or invested in my program or invested in a live event? How many do I want? right? What's the lowest? So let's just say for DTA, if I said the lowest is 10. And what I'm really looking at is my time that I put into the program, creating the material, my team doing things behind the scenes, and also just the way that I show up for our clientele, getting support coaches. Like there's a lot with time, energy, and money that goes into running this digital product business. So I said the lowest that I want is 10. That is the bare minimum. But during the launch, I'm not even focused on the 10. I'm focused on really the middle one. This is what I've been doing over the last few years. So the middle one for that second launch would be, I want 16. Minimum is 10. Middle, like, ooh, this is my goal right here, is 16. Now, something that was interesting that happened is I'm really big in manifestation, scripting, vision boards. And every single time that I wanted a certain number, I would get it whether it was for a live event, whether it was for a coaching program. So let's just take DTA. The first time I launched DTA, I said I wanted 12. 
I got 12. There was no three levels. It was just 12. The second year, I said bare minimum, didn't know about this hairy, scary situation. And I said, I wanted 16. I got 16. So I started to notice a trend of, am I playing too small? But I was still in my head playing too small because then the next launch will come and I would say, uh, this launch is a little different. I might be doing evergreen where somebody watches a pre-recorded video. Let's go with 10. You know, so my numbers would fluctuate, which is not ideal because I would hope that your numbers would increase over time unless your capacity has decreased. And so I started diving back into my personal development in my coaches coaching program And I stumbled across something that I probably read because sometimes you have to be exposed to something over and over again so that it can stick because you may be in the season where you don't want to receive it. So I read about the hairy, scary goal, the big audacious goal. And I'm like, what is this? So then I start telling myself, well, how many do I really want like that next level of this program? Because I also realized I was playing small with putting a cap on how many people I wanted to be in the program. Honestly, because I was scared. I didn't know if I had the capacity, my team had the capacity. And those are all good reasons to not keep opening up the doors for new people if you don't have the capacity to serve them. But I said, I can handle 50. So I put, first I did 16 to 25. Then we hit like 30. And I was like, oh, you know, it was like little launches in between then, but then we hit 30. And I'm like, okay, the 30 hit. So now... Let's go to 35, hit 37. I'm like, woo, you know, so the max amount that we've had in one cohort that joined all at the same time is 37. But keep in mind, we've had over 250 plus students come into the program over the last three years. So even though I've done double digit launches, meaning like over 18 launches, Some of those launches were one hour webinars. Some of them were one week live events like online. Some of them were three weeks spread out virtual events because I am a firm believer to test things out. Otherwise, you don't know if they work. And I'm really glad that I was able to do that. That should probably be one of my lessons learned too. So it might be 12. Um, But I've learned that I operate better when I'm aligned with how I'm supposed to be showing up and operating as my best self when I have tested out things and other people think I'm crazy. Some people may be like, oh my God, she's a little manic. She go up and down, but guess what? That's the definition of an entrepreneur. Now it doesn't mean you shouldn't have any consistency. So when I started striving for the big audacious goal was really in 2020, I kept saying, I want 50 people. I want 50 people. As of today, I still have not hit it yet, but I know that it's coming. Hey y'all, it's that time again. It is scale season. So I want to call out all of the therapists, healers, and service providers across the country. I am hosting our end of the year two-day in-person conference this fall, October 2023 in Las Vegas. So we are talking about all things scalability, things like launching a new or existing product or service line, collaborating with other providers across the country to increase your reach. We will also be covering how to create your content that aligns with your launch throughout the entire year of 2024. We will also provide you with a seven streams of income map so that you can develop your business over time with growth and scalability. And did I mention that this is the only event that we are having 
for the fourth quarter in person. So we will be discussing all things for 2024 business planning, growth and scalability, wealth management, and so much more. So if you want to attend, go ahead and grab your seat before the time is up. Head down to the show notes or go to our website, drtk.com forward slash links and grab your ticket to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Conference. All right, y'all, it's scale season. Let's get back to today's podcast episode. So one tip that I do want you to take away, I listen to personal development. I was listening to Gary V's podcast actually this morning as I was working out. And one of the things that he talked about was if you want those big goals, does your business have the capacity to take on those big goals? And I know that like what systems do I have in place so that we can make sure his example was if you know what James Wetmore said this too on his podcast. So it's like I'm getting overlapped information, which is good for this episode too. So Gary V was talking about capacity and your team and structure and James Wetmore, um, one of my mentors was also talking about the same thing in one of his recent episodes. And he had alluded to like, if, if you want a million dollar business and within the next hour, you get 14 emails for customer service, how's your team, if you have one going to handle it? Because if you can't handle those 14 like customer service emails, there's no way in heck you're going to be able to hit your goal. And maybe the universe is conspiring for you and with you to not hit those goals yet because the universe is waiting for you to get your stuff in line. And that really resonated with me with, you know, whatever way he said it, that was my takeaway because I now need to look at my business in terms of, okay, if I want 50 students per cohort and we're launching a few times a year, I need to have a long, like not long, but like a good conversation with my team about what do you all see on your end that needs to be improved or enhanced or even removed? Because we also need to have something that is simple where you're not getting confused when you have to respond to a support ticket from a student, from billing, you know? And there are certain things that honestly is out of our control. Like in our program, we know that in our signature program, we've told our students over and over again, hey, if you have a billing question, fill out a support ticket. And every month we have about a handful of people that just outright respond to a podcast email and say, I need to update you know, my, my credit card or they DM me or they Facebook message me where I never see it. Cause I don't have that app on my phone or they'll send it to like a text app that I have. And we're like, you know, when you have a therapy and when you have a client in therapy, you tell them to send you a message through the client portal or send you a voicemail. So what happens when they don't follow instructions? You might get a little irritated or you may reiterate it. Right. So we choose to reiterate it almost every month. But there are certain things that are out of our control because we can't control how people even not read our emails or our posts or show up to coaching calls. But bottom line is that's not going to prevent me from up leveling our company and making big, hairy, audacious goals. And just because you don't hit the goal right away when you think it's the right time doesn't mean that the goal won't be hit. Maybe there is something that you can't see yet that needs to get in order before you hit that goal. So I realized that as I had been, you know, in coaching programs and setting goals, I realized that wholeheartedly I've been playing smaller than what I should play for a significant amount of time. And that is not okay. And I also realized second takeaway is 
I was focusing on the how. And I think that that comes from my anxiety. My anxiety is not as bad as it used to be, but you know, I got that anal side of me, that control freak side, personality type A side, you know what your, your flexes are, your strengths, and then your weaknesses. And I feel like being overly organized at times can either help or hinder me. And what has happened is I, with certain areas in my life or my business during certain seasons, I've tried to control the outcome. You can't control the outcome. The outcome can come sooner than you expect. It can come later than you expect. It just depends on what's happening. But I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. So with that said, I started to realize in the last two years that when I started shifting my attention from focusing on the how to focusing on, well, this is my goal. Start with the end goal in mind. How do I need to show up? The how just started to deliver because, for example, I can say that I want a certain amount of students in the program and I'm given double. That happened in 2020 with one of my first mastermind group cohorts. I said I wanted 35 DTA students. I got 37. I may have said I wanted 25 and I got 12 or six in certain launches. I don't count that as a loss. I don't even say that it's a failure. I say it's temporary defeat because the definition of temporary defeat is that you're always going to come out on top if you can see it as a learning tool. And that's why I can be as resilient as I am, especially in the eyes of my clients where they probably turn around every six months. And I may be even sharing ideas about certain things, but just because I share ideas doesn't mean I'm going to implement them. But better believe if I implement something, I'm going to either finish it or either if the data states otherwise, because I did also do a podcast episode about recently how I had to shut down a program. If the data is not supporting the ROI for our clients and especially for our infrastructure, we are not going to move forward. That is crazy. That actually is making us lose money and time, right? So let me just recap. You have the bare minimum goal. You have the, I want that goal. That ain't the word for it, but that's what I call it. And then you have that hairy, scary, big audacious goal, which you'll know it's big and audacious because you low-key scared to write it on paper. So My DTA number is now not 50. I'm not going to share it, but it's definitely not 50. It's way more than that. But I know that I have a journey to go through to be able to do certain things in my operating system so that I can hit that goal. Okay, so I just want you to know that your goals will come to pass, but you have to show up and be the person who achieves those goals. So I really hope that you love this episode. Again, this is part of my series of my journey to my first million. And I said my first on purpose, right? Because we are on our way to multi-million dollar years, um, like in a calendar year, not even over years, right? But what's your big audacious goal? Let me know in the comment box below. Um, Or if you're listening on the audio podcast, you can head over to my DMs and tell me what product or service are you focused on like in the next quarter? At the time of this recording, we're in the third quarter of 2023. And what is your three level goals? So tell me all three. What is your bare minimum? What is your I need to get after it? And what is your I'm scared to write it down goal? Okay. And again, if if your pencil is shaking, you know, or your finger is twitching while you typing out the number, that's a good sign. If you have no reservations about writing out that hairy, scary goal, that means it ain't big enough. All right. So I will see you in the next part of the series as we continue this mindset uplift. And please share this episode with also non-therapists, any entrepreneur that you feel like needs this information. And if you haven't checked out the previous two episodes before this one, make sure that you check them out. 
All right. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.